All right, I'm excited for this episode, and here's why. Um, I like when we reveal things and answer questions that are real problems that real people are asking. And that's what we get to do today. Kerry works for ATI. She's done, oh gosh, she said more than 300 interviews per year in healthcare in terms of finding clinicians and finding places for those clinicians. So she's been doing more than 300 uh, interviews a year her entire career. So she knows um, what to ask. She knows what questions people don't ask. And she wants people to ask those questions, to get good information, to find out if you are a fit. And I always say, an interview is exchange of information. You should be finding things out. It's not a thing to win. You do not win or lose an interview, people. That's not a thing. You can't win or lose an interview. Uh, what you can do is find information, right? You wanna find understanding, you wanna find out more. So Carrie covers the four key factors that you should be considering or looking into well, your next or your first physical therapy position. And again, she works like she's the president of people. I think I renamed her in this episode, uh, the director of talent acquisition. She's trying to find right fits. And this applies to anybody. And she works at ATI with more than 900 cl uh, clinics and locations all over the country. They have to find a lot of people, but not a lot. They want to find a lot of right people right? It's got to fit for both. So we talk about the four key factors to consider when you go into that on this episode. So without further ado, let's do this. Thing. Yes. All right, kicking off the uh, the show with Carrie. Carrie, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jimmy. Great to be here. Uh, I'm excited for this because the topic we're going to talk about today, the topic that, that, that you're an expert on and that you deal with, you answer these types of questions every single day. This topic or these topics are things that come up that I see passing my feed by on Twitter, in Facebook groups, on Instagram, right? People are talking about these things and they're kind of like the little, like the thing they want to whisper. They're like, how do I, what should I actually be looking into? And that's why I like saying the quiet thing, the whisper thing out loud. And that's what you get to do. So first and foremost, you're the director of talent acquisition at ATI Physical Therapy. You guys sponsor the show, so thanks for that. Um, but as the director of talent acquisition, just so people sort of have context, what do you get to do, or what do you, what do you what do you who do you get to interact with, and in, in, in what way? How do you explain you know your job, your role, your career? Yeah. So my role is to really bring all of the resources together for the teams. And then make sure that we're also that I'm partnering with our academy team and the other departments to uh, ensure that we have great opportunities for clinicians. Uh, we firmly believe that, you know, taking great care of our clinicians will take great care of our patients. Um, yeah. I do still talk to candidates, even though I'm, you know, primarily focused on making sure the recruiting team has all of the resources they need to be successful. Um, I do get a lot of messages on LinkedIn. Uh, that, you know, individuals will reach out for guidance. And I'm always happy to engage. I started out with ATI as a recruiter five yeah. years ago. Um, so I've grown in my role here as the company's evolved. Um, and so recruiting is is at the core. And it's what I enjoy most. And that's what I get to continue to do every day. All I heard you say, uh, Carrie, was you're a people person. And then you, you in one way, directly, yeah. indirectly, people, people, people. Yes. All right. So you mentioned you get messages on LinkedIn when someone finds out, hey, this person works in talent acquisition or peer. You're the president of people at ATI. I just promoted sure. you, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. There are things that you sort of have these this inside insight and you sort of if, if you could like pull a friend aside and say these are the four areas that you should focus on. 
beyond the offer, right? This is more of the subjective and not just the objective. And there's four key ones we want to talk about today. The first one looks to the future a lot. The first one you say is on your list for beyond the offer is career growth. What goes inside that? Yeah, so I think it's really important when you select, you know, a position or select a company um, that you look beyond your first year or your first two years. Where, what's your long-term goals and what opportunities will, you know, that company that you're selecting going to provide you um, over the course of your career journey? So make sure that there are places to go. Make sure the ceiling isn't set too low within mm -hmm. that. How, how, how do you suggest people ask that question? What's a good way to ask on an interview or maybe a second interview or, you know, on, on orientation, how do you, Hey, well, I guess orientation, you really want to know that because you've already accepted the offer, but what's a good way to ask what career growth looks like at an organization? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really big on proof points. I think it's great if, you know, employers can provide you examples of individuals who have moved through the company or moved in different directions. So ask to speak with people who maybe started in, in one area and moved into HR or moves into a leadership role or whatever that may look like for you and what your career interests are um, and find out if there is a path for you. All I heard you say there, Kara, was show and tell and show mm -hmm. beats show tell, tell, right? You Absolutely. can tell me all about the, there's career growth. Look, it's on our brochure. We wrote it down right here in print. And then a, I love that, a simple, hey, can you tell me a story about um, that's a, that's a great example. Or can I, would, would it be too much to ask to talk to that person? You mentioned that sometimes that feels like a big ask, oh, but is it? No, it's not a big ask. And, um, anyone you're meeting with should be open and have their door open to have you engage with their staff, um, and other members of the organization, um, because it'll help provide perspective for you. Be honest. Does that make you look like you're asking too many questions or does that no. set you apart as a great candidate who's being inquisitive type thing? Um, I'm really disappointed if I don't get questions. Um, I'm disappointed if I don't go, you know, in depth into um, their interests and go beyond, you know, that 30 minutes you may have scheduled. I think for me, a lot of in that initial screen as a recruiter, they're looking for you to ask those questions. They want to you to, you know, show that you're insightful and that you're thinking ahead. Interesting. And we've heard this ad nauseum. Make sure you have questions, right? Yeah. And there's there and a lot of times people like ask the cliche ones, right? And and I'm sure as a recruiter, as someone who deals with people, you've heard the cliche ones. You're looking for depth, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the reality is is you you know, you've gone through the program, you've secured the license. We know that you can do the work. Now, sure. you know, the employer that you're interviewing with and for yourself, you should be asking, you know, can I work with this? this team and what will the culture be like and what will um, my day-to-day -day look like? And so you can't get those answers in 30 minutes, an hour, unless you're going and asking very specific things. And you can't get them on brochure. And it's a, yeah. I, it's, it, some people would say, oh, it feels like a, it's a, it's a, it's a good quality way to show something by asking something, yeah. right? Ask good questions. It shows that you're paying attention and you know, yeah. sort of which directions or which things hadn't been covered. I like that from the inside of, of your perspective. All right, so that's career growth and a way to ask for it a couple different ways. How about we go into the offer, beyond the offer? What shouldn't you be, what should you be paying attention to and consider there? Yeah, I think there's certainly a lot of focus on what's the bottom line dollar that I'm gonna take home. I have a lot of loans um, and that is certainly important, um, but there's things to look at beyond the offer. Um, such as, you know, 
Uh, what investment are am I going to have available in continuing education? What investment um, or what things are in place for me to just have peace of mind with my personal life, whether it's healthcare benefits, um, you know, pet insurance, whatever that means to you and what's important to you. Um, do I have 401k? Um, you know, I'm in my 40s now and I wish someone would have emphasized just out of school how important it was to start a 401k um, employer contributions towards that. So there's a lot more that goes beyond just the dollar amount that you see, you know, for your, your base salary. All I, uh, what I heard you say there was watch out for big shiny object syndrome, right? A lot of people want to pay attention to, hey, listen, we say we tell this to, to people all the time. What's the bottom line? And if you rush to the biggest number. That is that does not tell the whole story. It sounds like what you're saying to pay attention to. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice an offer. Yeah. And so you have to ask a lot of questions. You know, nine times out of 10, it's not apples to apples. It's apples to oranges. And that's what recruiters are here for. You know, we're the bridge between you and whatever company you're looking to work with. And we're just trying to connect. And we're trying to make sure that, you know, these um, you know, PTs or PTAs or whatever it may be, whatever role you have, that we're meeting your needs and meeting the needs of the company. And that's okay. That, that that's not too much to ask during an interview at all. Because, like, like, I mean, in our culture anyway, it, people get real uptight. They it's get, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, right? When you yeah. talk about money or benefit or, hey, is this negotiable or could I? But that's what you're saying is that's, that's not. Well, I think for, right? for clinicians specifically, in the interview that you're having with the person you're going to report to um, or in the field, you know, depending on the company you're working with, you might not have to have, you know, the compensation conversation. At ATI, that's what our recruiters are for. They're kind of the buffer in between that safe space where you right. can have transparent conversations about pay and keep that separate from the work that you're going to be doing day to day. I like that. Ballpark it for me, because now I'm curious, because you're, you're talking about this from a place of expertise. Ballpark, how many interviews do you think you've done in your career? Like, just, oh, just take a stab. Probably, oh, I don't know, roughly 300 a year. Wow. Over 10 years. So that's, you know, roughly almost like one a day. So like, yeah. you know, you've, you've seen some curveballs. All right, so we've talked about career growth, paying attention to that ceiling. And asking for the path. We talked about the offer. Money isn't everything. Make sure you do the math in terms of what's this going to be like in my personal life, in my career, in my safety. Mentorship. I feel like that that term came about two, three years ago anyway, or really came to the forefront as a buzzword and everybody was talking about it. Yeah. When I throw that term out to you, what comes to your mind? What does that mean to you? Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of new grads. I've talked to a lot of experienced clinicians and what mentorship means to them is very different. And even for, you know, someone who is a, a new practicing clinician, um, it's different from one individual to the next. So make sure, you know, to understand what it means to you and then asking the appropriate questions to ensure it aligns to what's important to you in mentorship. Yeah. It's one of those words where I could say it to 10 different people and you yeah. get 10 vastly different what I want out what either what I think it means yeah. or what I would want out of it. Right. I mean, it's, it's as individual as 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 PT, you know, new grads. Right. Is I want a lot. I want a little. I want hands on. I want I'm OK with this. I'm not OK yeah. with that. So the only way you're going to figure out what's available is I feel like there's a theme coming up here is you got to ask. Yes, you have to ask because it not only does it mean something different to the candidate, it means something different to every company sure. and how they approach it.
Absolutely. And I feel like I feel like there were, you know, I would love to see if I can use like a Google, how Google like shows like the prevalence of the use of a search of a word yeah. over time. I feel like organizations maybe just, you know, I, I know inside physical therapy because that's where I am. Sure. It went from a, being used a little bit to it blew up. It was everywhere. It was yes. on the front page of every organization's um, um, website. But you're right. It meant uh, uh, for every one person who used it, it meant a different thing for that person saying it and for the person reading it. So it's imperative, I feel like, to ask. Yes, absolutely. All right. The fourth thing that I want you to talk about beyond the offer, four key factors to consider in a physical therapy position. You touched on this before when we talked about career growth. We touched on it before when we talked about the offer, and that is work-life balance. That's another conversation that came up two, three years ago where people started to realize there's more than just the offer. So work-life balance, when that comes up, when someone asks or when they inquire about it, where do you go? How do you have that conversation? Um, I think it's kind of the same idea. It goes back to what's important to you and what are you willing to give up and what are you willing to not give up? So if, if coaching soccer on Tuesday and Thursday nights is really important to you, then, you know, ask for that. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't work any evenings because, you know, we're, this is healthcare. You know, we went in to help people and we have to be available when people need need our help. Um, and so I think just thinking about what is it that you need out of your life, whatever, you know, stage of life you're in um, and where's the balance in that? And, you know, having an employer that can accommodate and work with you um, to ensure that we're both meeting the needs of our patients and of our, our staff, because, um, you know, happy, happy clinician is a happy patient. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think people look, sometimes people can look at this as oppositional, right? I am talking to this organization and I need to force them to get to do what I want. When really, I think it's, I think it could be complimentary, which is tell me what's important to you is the first thing that you said, what's important to you. How do we, not I, not you, how do we begin to make this work? Because if you're happy and excited to be here, that makes a big, huge difference in yeah. everything, in your life, in the organization's growth and the patient's care. There's really no miss there when everything's on the table. And the only way to get it on the table, here's that theme again, is you got to bring it up. You got to say it. You got to ask. Talk about it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, do you want to say thanks again for uh, for ATI for supporting the show? You guys, one of the leaders in clinical research within the PT profession with more than nine. I'm going to brag about you, you guys a little bit, Carrie. So don't feel awkward. I'm bragging in front of you. All 900 plus ATI clinics placed in the 100th percentile. There are no more percentiles above 100 in CMS's merit-based incentive program for the second consecutive year. That's like being on the dean's list two years in a row. Yes. Uh, find out more at ATIPT.com if you want to join their team and jumpstart your new career. That's uh, ATIPT.com. That's where you can, I mean, I'm sure Carrie's home phone number is on there as well. You can call her anytime. <laughs> Everybody has it at this point. Everybody has it. All right. The last thing we do on the show is called the parting shot. All right. The parting shot is your last chance for a mic drop moment, your chance to be prophetic, right? It's the thing that you want to sum up. Really, it's just what the, whatever the last thing you'd want to leave with the audience for sticking around and listening to this. Is there one thing that you'd want to have for your parting shot? What is it, Carrie? Um, just know that there's a lot of opportunity out there for you. Um, you know, congratulations on a long journey and make sure you're asking a lot of questions, doing a lot of research um, and asking the tough questions and, uh, you know, organizations that are 
um, well-equipped, I guess, to be able to take you on your journey wherever it's going to take you. We'll be more than happy to answer those questions and give you opportunities um, to get insights into their business. Like re return on investment, asking those tough questions that might be a little uncomfortable, but you heard Carrie, she's on the receiving end of these questions. She's telling you it's okay. And actually she's looking for you to ask these questions. Return on investment, asking those questions early can steer you towards or away for a position that's not bad or good, but maybe right or not right for you. And that's the most important. Carrie doesn't want to bring someone on who's not a good fit. And then six months later, that person turns out, oh, I realize it's not a good fit. So it really is about finding common ground and finding what works for both of you guys. So again, ATIPT.com. Carrie, thanks for sharing this. I like when we say the quiet things out loud and we say the things that people are whispering and wish they knew the answers. And we got you to give us the answers. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for your time. All right, they said the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours.